Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Reigns. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. I, I'm kind of worried a little bit, Asher, because I had coffee this morning before I went to class, and then I got back. It's, um, it's just now noon, and I had this just desire to drink another coffee. So here I am drinking another coffee. That's two in a day. That's going to be so what, that's expensive, dude. So what are you saying? You have uh, you got an addiction going, or are you just I, craving coffee? What's going on? That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm hoping it's not, but um, I just I just can't get enough coffee, man. There's, it's so funny. There's nights to where I want to drink some coffee, but I also don't want the caffeine to affect me. So I like I get these desires and these like these like little I don't know what, I don't even know what they're called, but I get these little desires in the evening, but I yeah. uh, realize I can't because it might keep me up. So you hold off till the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and days I don't have coffee, I'm just not as up and going, man, you know? Yeah. I got a question for you. Have you ever taken a caffeine nap? Mm, um, I don't know. What's right, well, your intel uh, on that? Yeah, you might, you might not know exactly what it is, so I'll explain. Um, a caffeine nap is basically where you consume either usually a caffeinated beverage then you immediately go take a power nap. Then you wake up like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes later. Cause it usually takes caffeine about 15, 20 minutes to set in. And then it's like you're wide awake and you're ready to go because not only did you get you a power nap in but that caffeine is hitting. And so you psychologically trick yourself into, wow, I have a ton of energy right now. So dude, that is a like life pack. I'm actually going to, it's a life pack. I need to try that, dude. Hey, look at my mug right now. What does that say? Chili Pepper Cross Country Festival. Let me talk about this real quick. Okay. I don't think I talked about it last time. We went last this past weekend um, to the Chili Pepper Festival. A lot of people, when we say that, they're like, what is that? And I'm thinking in my head, how do you not know what that is? Especially if you live in the South. The Chili Pepper Festival is one of the biggest cross-country races in the south college high school and they have a 10k i think it's called god pepper and it's the day after the college races and the 10k anybody can sign up for and run it's like um it's like signing up for any 10k out there and so anyways they have a i went to their merch tent and they had a lot of sweet stuff and so i needed some more coffee cups so that i got the sweet chili pepper coffee mug and I've been drinking out of it every day since I got it. But um, yeah, it looks pretty sweet. I want to I want to share something about this race though. Something um, interesting happened, and I, I seem to always find find out some of the interesting things at these events. But we get there. I love the setup. Hoka did a really good job. They had like inflatable arches. The whole course is marked, and it's exactly an eight k. There's tons of people there university of arkansas is there and saw a lot of people i knew 
Anyways, we set up the tents. We get there. Coach parks the bus far away somewhere. And I get thirsty, and I look around, and there's no water. And I ask, hey, did uh, anybody grab the water? Nope. No water. And so then I went hiking around on the course looking for the water. And then I found these tables full of like 30 jugs. And I found all this water sitting right behind it. And I'm like, oh, sweet. They got water. And so I go to um, get some water and then I, I shake it and it's empty. The water coolers are empty. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to fill it up. So I grab, a, I grab a water barrel to fill up one of the jugs. I was like, we do this for Texas Outlaw for our events all the time. I was like, I'll just fill this bad boy up. And I opened the lid. And when I opened the lid, it was dirty in there, bro. It, they did not clean these water jugs. And uh, I was like, what? And then I looked at the one to the next next to it, and it was also dirty. So I was like, I guess they're just all dirty. And so I went to the food tent where you have to buy water for a dollar, but I didn't have any cash on me. It was only cash. And I was like, hey, is there anywhere we can get water around here? They were like, um, ask that guy. And then there's this guy walking by that's a race official. And he had the cool stuff on. I think we're going to do it now. We're going to have like a little name tag that says race, whatever you are, race official. It's pretty sweet. And I walk over and I tell him the situation. And he was like, oh, he was like, well, the city of Fayetteville is supposed to bring some water. And he was like, let me go check real quick. So he went and checked with this older guy. He came back. He was like, yeah, um, we're going to try to get some water out here soon. And I was like, okay, thanks. And so anyways, right whenever we're doing all that, one of my buddies walks by on the team carrying the water from the bus all the way back to the tent. And so I just got, got some of that. And when I finished the race, honestly, I forgot about the tubs and how dirty they were, and I just took the water and drank it. Um, <laughs> but let me tell you all, our tubs are clean. We clean those bad boys before every race, so y'all ain't got to worry about that. That's true. Well, you're still here today, so apparently you didn't suffer too badly from all the dirt and grime at the bottom of those jugs. So. That's disgusting. Honestly, just for an event that size, you'd think they'd have their stuff together as far as water for people to drink, you know? It might have been like a, um, we'll clean it out right before we fill it up with water. Like, we'll wipe it down or swish know. it. Up. So, you never really know. There's a ton of them. There's only like one part, or there's nobody there. But I did like their setups, though, and so I took some pictures, got some ideas for Texas Outlaw races. Um, Asher, you're getting ready to put on the Chickamauga Fall Classic this upcoming weekend. Yeah, dude. So and what's that looking like? Man, I am so excited. I um, I wasn't excited about it yesterday, but I woke up this morning, and I was putting together the um, the pre-race like event email yeah. for and. I was like, man, this is happening. We're, it's go time. Um, so I was flooded with excitement. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to get out there and, and mark the course, set up everything, and put on a freaking cool race. I'm, I'm so excited for the course because I was looking at the course map today, and I haven't walked it or anything. I haven't even been out there to, the, to uh, Booker T. Washington State Park. But um, just, just the design of the – just the, how the trail map looks – from like an overhead view it looks it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun for the runners so yeah. i'm really excited um yeah to get out there and put on a race um i think it's gonna end up being 
a very popular race. We're going to give it this first year running, kind of like the Chupacabra. I mean, yeah. if you look back on what it was, what it was like in 2021, right? 2021. Um, we didn't have a ton of people out that first year, but yeah, like 25 people. Yeah, exactly. And then the, the next year, year, it was 60 people. Yeah, bro. So I have a feeling it's going to be very similar. It's a, a really cool state park. Um, but yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm pumped. So what what do you say to the people that are thinking right now, you're putting on a race and you haven't even been out there? What do you have to say to those people that are thinking that? Because I know people are thinking that. People are thinking that, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess you kind of go into it blind. Um, I would say just having been to so many state parks, not even just the ones we put on races in, but just ones that you and I have been to for camping or whatever, we know there's a certain standard that, you know, these, these, um, park rangers, they hold for their trails. And so it's like, yeah, I'll get out there and I'm probably going to run into some stuff, but, uh, at the end of the day, we're going to make it work. Um, well, I want to add that you don't need to go out there to put on a race because one, Every or most races I've put on, that's how it's been. I haven't seen the course until the day of. But all I'm going to say is, like, when it comes to state parks, the trails on the map are trails that are there and they're all well cut because they're state parks. Right. And it doesn't matter if you go out and scout it out or not. Um, the course is the course and it's the trails are still going to be there. Right. And, uh, like, we check with the state park before and they, they give us intel on that information. Um, as right. far as the trail conditions and stuff like that. And so, I mean, you don't have to go out there to put on a race. Yeah. Cause they have all that, um, trail information usually on their website listed very clearly, like, yeah. um, you know, trail map for this, here's how far it is, all that good stuff. So, and at the end you, of the day, it's really just putting together all of those elements and, uh, making a race. So, yeah. And we, we use all trails. And so we already know what this course looks like because we look at photos of um, the pictures on the trails. So like we know exactly what the course is going to look like all going there. If we were to go there before the race, all that would do is just show us what it looks like in person. Right. There's no other difference. Like the routes or anything. Yeah. If it were 10, 15 years ago, it would be a whole different story because we wouldn't have the luxury of, you know, people have posted photos of these trails online, but luckily, you know, they all have. And yeah, it makes it easier for us and makes it a little more secure. So I I guess I'm thankful for the internet in that regard, (laughs) you know? Yeah. It's going to be kind of a low key race. And so it'll be neat. Just a little small low key race. So Um, yeah, hey Asher, just um, I just found his Facebook profile like two days ago or today. He made it like two days ago, so y'all could friend Asher on Facebook. It's yeah, bro, Asher, Asher Hamlin. So Asher, find me on Instagram too. I've got more content there. Hopefully, more content about this race and then for future races. So Asher made a Facebook. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neat. Yep, and yep. while Asher's putting on the race, I will be with my wife Carly and we're going to be camping in Arkansas. <laughs> we, got, we got fall break. And so we're going to be going to Petty Jean state park. And for those of you who don't know, it actually it's really unique. And 
there's a really cool story. So, but in the Pettigene State Park is the first state park in Arkansas, but the story behind it is super cool. So, legend has it that I think I believe it was in the 1700s. Um, there is this guy from I believe France going on a voyage to explore the Western world, and there was this girl, and she wanted him to marry her so that she could go with him. But he felt like it was going to be too dangerous. So he was going to leave her and go on this trip to the Western world. And so he goes on the ship. Well, this girl dresses up like a boy and disguises herself as a boy and gets on the ship as a, a person to help with this voyage. And no one knew, not even the guy that she loved. He didn't even know that that was her. And so they gave her, her name was Petty Jean. Petty Jean was the name that they gave her. And no one knew that she was a boy this whole time they were on the ship going over there. So when they got to the Western world, they um, somehow ended up in central Arkansas, just west of Little Rock. And they were, they were living with Indians. And they lived in this cave with the Indians and around this area and this mountain. And uh, right before they were about to leave um, in the fall, and I believe it was in the 1700s, Petty Jean got sick. And when Petty Jean got sick, that's when they found out that Petty Jean was a woman. And uh, they found out that she was actually, you know, a woman. And so she was about to die from whatever sickness she had. And so she wanted to be buried on top of the mountain there. And um, it's like a beautiful mountain. There's a spot that she loved. And so when she died, they buried her on the mountaintop. And then they left. And... um. Then, as you know, time went on, um, a logging, I believe it was a logging company, owned that area. And then they sold it to um, the U.S., and it was a national park. But then they, they didn't feel like it had the qualities of a national park, so they made it a state park. And it became the first Arkansas state park. And still to this day, you can visit the grave of Betty Jean. And so it's pretty sweet. Dude, that's wild if that's true which i'm sure it is yeah yeah i um we got a campsite and i was looking at all the you know parks in arkansas the state parks and that seemed like the most pretty one in my opinion it was it had mountains rivers caves we're gonna go on a cave tour i believe friday morning and so um yeah so that's true while you're putting on a race that's what i'll be doing well you're going to really enjoy yourself, I'm sure. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'll uh, low-key in the back of my head be thinking about you. <laughs> Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> so, anyways. But, um, yeah, I thought that was really unique. I like I like cool stories behind things. Yeah, that's cool. So, yep. Yeah. Asher, you have anything for the listeners you want them to know? But I was thinking about something today. Yeah. If you're a runner, if you're really, if you're any type of athlete, you are doing yourself a disservice if you're not strength training. If you're not doing weights, if you're not doing plyos, if you're not even just doing like body weight exercises, you're doing yourself a disservice, which we can get more into that on a different podcast, but yeah. just saying. Well, let me say, one more, well, let me say something off of that. So my friend, um, Enoch yesterday, we were going to meet up, but I was at the gym. And he said, 
I just, I, and right before we met up, I was like, hey, I got one more set. Like, I'll be there in a minute is basically what I was saying. And he said, I didn't even know you worked out, bro. Laugh emoji. He said he didn't even know I went to the gym, basically. And then I was like, got to stay strong and sustain mobility. Distance runners are supposed to. But, uh, yeah, hitting the gym, like just doing some strengthening, so important. So important. Very. Yeah, it kind of keeps you just kind of well-rounded a little bit, and it keeps your yeah. – muscles and stuff good and in tune so yeah oh yeah but um for those of you listening this let's see um so saturday after so y'all y'all gonna be listening to this on monday so on saturday uh we're gonna have an episode come out with a guy who recently ran the arkansas traveler 100 and he's from texas and so he's he, he also owns a business, and so he seems like a really cool guy. I'm actually going to be filming with him today as I as we were speaking on this podcast, and so that'll be exciting, so y'all can look forward to that. And then if y'all want to support the show, we have a Patreon, and you guys can help keep the show up and running through that. The link is below for the Patreon, and let me tell you guys, Patreon, y'all are what make this show function if it wasn't for Patreon members. We would be digging or, digging ourselves a, ho- a, uh, a hole here with the podcast. So we definitely appreciate all those who are already Patreon and uh, we're open to more. So, but yeah, that's enough for that. And uh, thank y'all for listening. Peace. Peace.